first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to talk about CJ McCollum's fears about re-entering the Blazers practice facilities, what Adam Silver told the NBA Players Association on Friday, and because we don't want to make this show all about viruses and bummers, we're going to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo potentially changing teams. But before we get into all that, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Alright, so we're in the middle of a season that is on hiatus, may or may not be coming back. But at some point there will be an off-season that follows this season, whether regardless of all the scenarios, and we'll talk about that more in the second and third segments. But at some point there's going to be an off-season, and when that off-season starts... The Milwaukee Bucks will have an opportunity to to offer Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning MVP, likely would win the MVP again this season. I'm sure they'll have awards. We'll call him the the likely two-time MVP. The Bucks have a chance to offer this guy that they've they've drafted and had on their roster for seven seasons the Supermax contract. Um, He signed a three-year, $100 million extension, and now he's eligible for the a quarter million bucks, a five-year, $250 million extension to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks. The speculation around the league is that if he doesn't sign that massive deal, it would be a signal to the Bucks that he wants out and that they would maybe move to trade him before he hits free agency and is free to sign wherever he wants because even... Giannis on a one-year prove-it deal, teams would be willing to give up a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, We've seen, you know, the Anthony Davis deal, I guess, is the best example of something like this. There's no indication that Giannis Antetokounmpo wants out. All the speculation sort of hovers around whether the Bucs will or will not win a championship. If we don't get a a playoffs of some sort, if we don't get a postseason and we don't crown a champion, which the league doesn't want to do, obviously they're going to try their best to play, but there's there's some uncertainty coming. Um, then maybe that throws a wrench into the decision-making process and Giannis just takes the money and we're cool. But if not, the league is preparing that a man who will be under 26 when he when he signs this next contract... He's the best player in the NBA, probably, with all due respect to LeBron James. Uh, the league is preparing, at least plenty of teams are angling to either have cap space, like the Toronto Raptors or Miami Heat, or have assets to deal. Which brings us to the sort of news of the day. My former colleague at the Oregonian and current Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, Connor Letourneau, wrote a piece kind of detailing how the Warriors are kind of keeping themselves in contention for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And and the the story uh, is interesting, not just because it details that the the Warriors are just obsessed with always um, adding high-end talent. You know, having Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins is not enough. They're always angling to be light years ahead, as they say. And this speculation has been out there. This isn't the Connor isn't the first guy to write about this. I think he did the best job of anyone who's written about it so far. But there's been other speculation. There was like a stupid trade offer floating around the internet where basically it was like Andrew Wiggins and two firsts for for uh, Giannis. I don't think that's going to get it done. But um, the what Connor has sort of detailed, what Connor has has 
writes in the story is that the warriors are positioning, you know, they to have assets, to have tradable assets, to have enticing draft picks, to have enticing players. I don't know if Wiggins is an enticing player or to be in a position where they can quickly pivot and clear some space and make make a deal for Giannis Antetokounmpo. It is the same, it is in the same vein. I, I won't bore you with the details here, but it is in the same vein as when the Warriors chased Kevin Durant. They, they kind of knew it was a possibility. Of course, they had the cap spike and everything worked out for him, and there was a million other fortunate things like Steph Curry's contract. But in any case, they had positioned themselves to do this. They won 73 games, and they were still thinking bigger picture. What does this have to do with Locked On Blazers, you ask? How have you wasted five of our precious minutes of life and not mentioned the Trailblazers and only mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Warriors? What's wrong with you, Michael? Well, let me bring it back home for you. This, this sort of line of reporting had me thinking two things. One, I don't think the, the way the Blazers do team building, they fancy themselves a destination that could be a sexy place to land someone of Ante Tecumpo's quality. I don't know that the Warriors always did anyways. And obviously, they're one, you know, they're coming off the, one of the best five-year runs that any team in the history of this league has ever had. They're one of the best teams of the last 20 years. They are the best team in the last 20 years and one of the best teams of all time. So the reason why the Warriors might fancy themselves a little bit differently is because they are a little bit different. But what struck me is two things. One... From the Bucks' perspective, they're kind of maybe not internally, but there's there's so much speculation about could the could he leave? What'll happen? This is like a thing that this permeates the NBA talking world, talking head world, myself included. Right? It's like what what ifs with Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Blazers have built a roster such that they don't have that. They've locked up Damian Lillard. They've locked up CJ McCollum. They you know paid as when they got a chance. They gave. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, a long-term contract. There are other sort of parts that you would consider key to their franchise. Zach Collins and Anthony Simons, they're not coveted in the same way, but you would assume just the way that they build, th- the way that the Blazers build their roster is that they will pay those guys when it comes up. And they've kind of, um, they have, they're in position to do that, right? But they don't, in the way that the Warriors are sort of obsessed with creating leverage to maybe take these big home run swings, it strikes me that the Blazers maybe because they are unable to the like their their position and their cash shape makes them unable to they don't seem to be positioning themselves to make these big swings it is not in their dna but also on the other side it's not in their dna to lose their superstar or have it come up where their superstar is constantly in the news this is a timing thing with the bucks when the what they might be in the damian lillard situation here in a couple months when post when the postseason arrives or excuse me when the offseason arrives and they just give Giannis Antetokounmpo quarter million dollars and he gets locked up Damian Lillard is has the most guaranteed money promised to him of any player in the league Giannis Antetokounmpo would jump ahead of him on that list if he signs the Supermax but it strikes me that the Blazers are on in this in this sort of the big pop culture thing that grips the NBA right now, the like big speculation thing that's that's gripping the NBA that that's what's next. The Blazers neither find themselves in the position of the Bucks or the position of the Warriors, the Heat, or the Raptors. They are, for better or for worse, 
sitting out when it comes to the biggest fish and the biggest bit of player movement. They've got their guy locked in, ending speculation, and they don't exactly have it set up to chase bigger fish. So that's what struck me. When I read about Giannis Antetokounmpo, it strikes me that the Trailblazers just aren't in the dance one way or another. Either on the good end of it or the bad end of it. They're just, they're not involved in this dance. All right, in the second segment, I want to talk a little bit about C.J. McCollum, who said that he has some concerns about returning to the Trailblazers practice facility now that it's officially open on a limited basis. But before we get there, I want to tell y'all about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Straight up. It's just a delicious tasting protein bar. It's a pretty good deal. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. All of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. And where other protein bars are dry or, or bland or just generally not yummy, Built Bar throws it out the window. This thing just tastes good. It's got a great texture. It's soft and chewy. And it comes, like I said, 16 amazing flavors. That's eight chocolate and nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. I was just eating one today. Double chocolate is fantastic. And it's a great option for the health conscious among us. Uh, There's a lot of snacking that goes on when you're spending a lot of time at home working from home. This is a great option for those of us who are trying to you know, maintain a weight, maintain our weight while indulging in delicious treat. That's exactly what this is. And the bars are low calorie. They're low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They got no preservatives. They're delicious. Take, for instance, mint brownie. Grab one of these. It's got 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, four grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. It's delicious. It's pretty good for you. So if you want to get your hands on one of these Built Bars, here's what you do. You go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that promo code and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right. So we talked a little bit about Giannis Antetokounmpo and how he has nothing to do with the Blazers, for better or for worse. Now let's switch gears a little bit. I don't want to make this whole show every week about the difficulties of our world. I would prefer this show to be an escape from a challenging reality we are all facing. But there's not a lot of basketball happening. You may have noticed. So I do want to give you some of the news, right? Like I can't I can't avoid it. If there's Blazer news, if there's NBA news, I feel compelled to give it to you. But I wanted to start the show talking about something that was less of a bummer. So I don't think this is a bummer. I think this is more of a reminder of that there are real humans involved in trying to restart the league. In an interview with Yahoo Sports, CJ McCollum, you may remember him from being the Blazers starting shooting guard. He spoke with Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports and he was talking on, I believe this interview happened on Wednesday ahead of uh, the Blazers reopening their practice facility on Friday, May 8th. And CJ McCollum just straight up said he has concerns about re-entering the PF, considering, you know, the whole situation that we find ourselves in as uh, humanity. And here is what CJ told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. He said, I'm worried like the rest of the world, but I like that it's optional and I'm pleased with the caution, structure, and measures the Blazers 
organization has put in place to ensure the safest environment possible for all parties. I get the measures the league is taking, but you have to think at some point when there are drastic measures that need to be taken, is it really worth it? It's either safe or it's not. I think CJ puts into words there the struggle that we're all sort of facing. Um, I know that it's sort of been politicized whether how serious people are taking the uh, pandemic, but... I think what CJ is saying here is regardless of kind of where you land on how you're approaching the world events is that CJ is just a human who is concerned. And I think we kind of lose sight of that when we talk about reopening and restarting sports. Um, It's how can we get it back there? Everyone wants to get back. We kind of assume that all of these guys are sort of apex competitors and will do anything to get back out on the floor. And I'm not suggesting that CJ isn't competitive. In fact, uh, he makes it clear is, you know, he wants to play. I've heard him in every interview saying he wants to get out and play. And this, you know, it's, it's the thing that's defined most of his life. But he is just an adult person worried about how it all works. There is so much uncertainty and so much unclear that C.J. McCollum has put into words sort of the what natural fears are, natural concerns are, is that doesn't seem like there's a lot of answers. He continues in this interview with Chris Haynes. He says, the issue is you can go to your practice facility, but there's all these stipulations. You can't use certain stuff, can't do certain stuff. Now they're talking about you might have to be 12 feet away from your strength coach. How are you going to lift when you're 12 feet away from somebody? CJ told Chris Haynes that he intended to go to the practice facility on Saturday, May 9th, and he would sort of evaluate if it's possible to execute a workout, go through a workout in those in the current conditions. Uh, I detailed the conditions in the previous podcast earlier this week. Uh, it's titled something to the effect of Trailblazers reopen their practice facility. So if you want to get the full details, I did 20 minutes on the full on all the details of what that will look like. I'm not going to spell them out here. We simply don't have time. We got to keep it moving. But in any case, it's one. It's the basics are one player, one basket, one ball per player, and they're not going to be working out with coaches. They're basically just you can go to the gym and shoot, uh, and you and when you're not shooting and working out, you got to wear a mask. Team personnel got to have to wear masks and gloves. There are some testing things that go in place, but specifically not testing for COVID-19. CJ also points out in this interview that one of the big reasons the teams are doing this is so guys won't go to, you know, public gyms and things like that. And CJ says, you've got to be crazy if you don't think guys have already had access to things like that. You know, um, and I'm with him. These, you know, these dudes are millionaires who have a lot of influence in their community. And if you are someone who has access to a private gym and Damian Lord calls you up and says, yo... I want to shoot, you're probably going to let him in, right? Like, and I think this happens, you know, maybe not to the Damien Lillards of the world, but to certainly other people, just like cruising around Instagram. I've certainly seen NBA players shooting what looks to be an open community gym um, that would be impressive if if it was attached to their private residence. But in any case, why I wanted to bring this up about CJ McCollum was that I think he kind of highlights a thing that I have heard um, that I've read in other places being the big concern. Like uh, Baxter Holmes of ESPN wrote a thing about how uh, there are NBA sort of teams that are dealing with 
players who are germaphobes or who, and I think that's maybe too harsh of a term, but people who would be more sensitive about uh, interacting with germs just in a normal everyday life, you know, people who are, who are meticulous about that type of thing and now dealing with it in this sort of like large global scale and how there was just a certain level of anxiety that players would have and that you knew that basically NBA GMs and team presidents and, and coaches and things like that who all spoke to uh, Holmes on the condition of anonymity for God knows what reason, but they did. Um, basically saying that there are just players on every team that are that are going to have tougher adjustments. And I think that's what we kind of lose sight of. So I wanted to highlight CJ and I wanted to bring this up because these basketball players, while they are in the top, you know, 0.0002% of what they do in the world... They're just humans like us, and they have real concerns. They get anxious about things. They have anxiety, and they have concerns and fears, and they feel the pressures of how difficult the world can be at times and how difficult it is right now for us to do daily normal things. And saying that you could just kind of throw them back in and hit the start button comes with real trepidation. That's it. These guys are real humans. In the third segment, I want to talk about what Adam Silver told the NBA PA today in a conference call, giving us a little bit more light into what might be next for the NBA season and what the league office is officially telling players. But but before I do that, I want to tell y'all about Blinkist. It's hard to find time to sit down and read it and learn anymore when you don't have free time. You can't read or work on personal development, but there's an incredible app that solves this problem. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. The trope of successful people spending all their time poring over books. You might not have time for that, but you probably do have time for Blinkist because it's made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of books quickly. You can start using that information right away, and with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to take in this information while you're doing other stuff. You can multitask and learn at the same time. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestseller lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. So you want to get involved. You want to... You want to get Blinkist because you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want to read, all for one low price. Here's how you do it. Right now. For a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for my audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash MBA and try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash MBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. And we're still talking about the news of the day. Talk a little bit about Giannis Antetokounmpo, a name that the Warriors world 
San Francisco-based media cannot keep his name out their mouths. Speculation is everywhere, and it's continuing even when the season has stopped. We talk about CJ McCollum, a, a human worried about what's next. So speaking about those worries, Adam Silver, you may remember him from being a bald person who went to Duke, or because he's the commissioner of the NBA, but he spoke to the NBA uh, PA, the NBA Players Association, in a conference call today and kind of laid out what's all next. There's a lot of details on this. Um, you know, I usually like to cite my sources on here. Pretty much every national writer had this. Shams Charania, Adrian Wojnarowski, Dan Wojcik, Mark Stein. I believe Howard Beck had a little bit of it. So I'm not going to cite every single source here, but let's just say Woj had a bunch of it and all the other guys who chase national news had it too. And I appreciate all of them for chasing down the information you and I want to know. So here's what Adam Silver told the NBA PA membership. The big one, it would be safest to be in a single location or two locations when they restart the league. So that's a bubble situation. And, and Silver mentioned specifically Orlando, they'd be at the Disney World facility, or potentially Vegas or a third option. But Vegas and Orlando are one, two in the sort of bubble scenario. The single location is just the best way that the NBA and probably sports in general have an idea of sort of uh, creating a controlled environment that's safest for teams. And two, Silver said that the NBA doesn't have to make a decision on restarting the season in May or the Early in June, they can wait, and they're happy to wait. So while we want to know, and while the the in uncertainty of life and the uncertainty of hoping that the NBA returns is, is crushing, Silver is going to be patient. So we might not know till the second week of June what's really going to happen. The other big thing that Silver told the players is basically that fans aren't going to be in the building. Um, that's not a surprise. In, in the state of Oregon, Kate Brown came out and said that large group uh, functions, particularly in stadiums and arenas, would be uh, would not be possible through September. Or until at least September, I believe is the language. That doesn't mean that the NBA season or college football is done. It just means that fans aren't going to be attendance if in attendance if those things happen. If it wasn't going to happen in Oregon, you can imagine other states would have similar rules. And if it wasn't going to happen for every NBA team, it seems like um, they would have to come up with a solution. So what Silver told the NBA PA is that basically 40% of the revenue the league makes is from people coming to the games. Ticket sales, beer, food, merch, stuff they buy at stadiums. So... People can expect to take a financial hit, but the NBA is working on creative ways to basically get people to pay to watch it on TV should it come there. I would assume what that means is some sort of like, if you're not a cable person, some sort of like NBA playoff subscription type package. Um, We'll get there when we get there. Well, let's get a season first, then we'll figure out how to subscribe to it. Um, There is concern about... uh, the financial impact and silver, according to Woj, is quoted as calling it the greatest challenge of our lifetime. To me, it's a little overstated. We're talking about billionaires not wanting to pay millionaires. Um, I feel like they could figure it out. We'll get, let's. I'm not going to worry about that one too. But um, they're also in that same call was that the the. Silver believes all 30 owners want to play again. I have joked that the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, don't want to play any more games. They're cool. They have the worst record in the league. They're just ready to, um, you know, 
start their pursuit of Giannis Antetokounmpo and another title or whatever. But uh, Silver told the players that basically he he believes owners are on board and that the season could restart with some regular season games. That's important. It, it It's important if you're a Blazers fan because it means they have a chance to make the playoffs. What happens in the playoffs could be uh, its own sobering reality, but I think it's it would be... Um, a fitting tribute to this era of the Blazers if they were to claw their way back and make the playoffs, even under these bizarrest of circumstances. One of the issues with restarting the league is sort of um, how long once they press go until the games actually start. And Silver told players in this call that it would be about three weeks would be the minimum that they would have as like a, a quote-unquote training camp. To me, that sounds like a long time, but I guess if they press go on June 10th, you can start the first week of July and make it happen. However, I think what the, the the biggest thing that all the sort of national reporters got to eventually in their series of tweets or their brief articles, shout out to Chris Haynes, who actually wrote an article and didn't just uh, throw up the tweets, although tweets are totally convenient. I have no problem with tweets, but is that there's still a lot of unknowns and it's going to be hard to figure out. You got to get a bubble scenario. Uh, Michelle Roberts, the president of the Players Association, has talked at length about how players aren't totally comfortable with bubble scenario. They're away from their families, and then they there's uncertainty about how testing would work and how being held in a specific place, whether that violates any CBA things, and if players are comfortable with saying you're stuck in Disney World for 38 days for the playoffs, and all these things, right? Uh, I think they're, war, they're reasonable issues to bring up, especially if you're representing a players association, representing a, a it's a, you know, a, a union. You're representing their a, a labor negotiation. But I think what Silver brings up is that there is no easy solution and that the league is trying to figure it out and hopeful they'll figure it out. But as of right now, the beginning of the second week of May, we don't know. And I think that's kind of the theme of this whole thing. The NBA is working hard to find solutions. They're opening up practice facilities where players maybe feel a little bit unsafe or a little bit uncertain, I think is probably a better word. And they're planning for all these contingencies, how the season would work, how they would administer tests, whether they could buy tests, whether the optics of them doing daily tests of players make sense considering the current climate of the United States and all these things. But I think what the big takeaway is, is that there is real uncertainty in how it, how it all works. There are important and wealthy people trying to make decisions. But no one knows just yet. That's going to do it for today's episode. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.